CSL, Charlotte Sports Live. Yeah, I would have got all nine of them at least. <laughs> oh, okay, Kai. Kai Jones throwing it down in Sacktown. Hornets taking on the Warriors in the California Classic. Highlights coming up in just a second. But for now, this is your highlight. Will and Carla here on Charlotte Sports Live. we got a side of Mike Lissette on the way as well, ladies. Don't worry. That's right. You come back from Chicago. You've got a beard. We are now Not threading right. on social media. Lots of changes are happening on Charlotte Sports Live right now. Thoughts on thread real quick? Uh, I'm not sure about it yet. I'm I think I'm I'm too old for this. There's uh, so many things. I know. Anyway, we do have USA flag football in town today. That's not something we get to say very often. The Braves, of course, are back on track. And Charlotte FC had an early lead tonight. We'll see if they were able to hold on to uh, that for their first win in nearly two months. But we start with the Camera operator just nearly <laughs> fell over. Peter, is everything are you all right? right? <laughs> Golly. He's good. He's good. Everybody. That's why you don't drink on the job. <laughs> My heavens, Peter. All right, we got to get the Hornets. Okay, let's. <laughs> Golly, Warriors and Hornets in Sacktown. Light on his feet, twinkle toes. Charlotte needing to bounce back and get a win here. They looked horrible against the Spurs. Second quarter, Warriors up one. It's Yuri Collins. He misses, but he Santos put pack dunk. That's fun to watch. Coming back the other way, more fun to watch because it's finally. Our guy, down three, it's Kai Jones. Low bump, double oh. pump, fake clutch. Yeah, let's go. Hornets down one. Team, by the way, three of 20 from deep. It wasn't the inside game that was really the issue. It was the defense that was the issue. Inside, outside, up, down, upside down, <laughs> right side up. It was all bad. We Brandon Miller slithering through the defense here, though. Got the end one. He had six points. Cover Warriors win 98-83. We got thoughts, but after coach. We were getting beat on rip screens, getting beat on back cuts. We were just getting driven. We were getting lab after lab in the paint, just from simple perimeter, you know, keeping a guy on running your defense and they have any shift. So we got to clean that up and get a lot better because, um, you know, tonight we struggle. We struggle shooting the ball. And so on a night where you shoot for three for 20 from, from the three, we got to be able to get stops on the end and you can't give up both. All right, so let's take a look at the stats. we got Amari Bailey led the way off the bench with 17 points tonight. Nick Smith Jr. showed a solid scoring ability, putting up 14, just under 50% from the field. And then Kai Jones with 12 points. And nice defensive outing for him, four steals. Brandon Miller with a disappointing night from the field, but not because he was cold. He just didn't really shoot. Two for four shooting but led the team in assists and so of course this begs the question and what's everybody thinking we saw one game earlier this week from Brandon Miller Michael said you're joining us now and uh, yeah what's your thoughts on on Brandon Miller well if they wanted a point guard they would have gotten scoot now Brandon did have seven assists tonight but at the end of the day you, you want him shooting the basketball he did not do a lot of that tonight a lot of the times he was being double teamed I was looking at some of the the breakdowns of the game it on the one hand it's good he didn't force He's got to, though, figure out how to get that shot off because he is here to score, and he did not do a lot of that tonight. When he was named minus 22, he was not a factor in this one. I just want to know what the game plan is because right. the offensive scheme is like, just go see what happens. I'm like, it's tough to watch because there's no rhyme or reason to what they're doing on the offensive end. And then on the defensive end, it's they're letting the Warriors shoot. You know that the Warriors system has hit those threes, and they did that all night long. And I know the Hornets looked worse tonight than they would if they were to hit some of the threes that they took. But still, schematically, it was just tough to watch. It just wasn't 
And you can tell that because they get off to such slow starts. They did that in the first game with the Spurs, just a terrible first quarter. The same thing kind of happened tonight, and then it's kind of hard to recover from that, right? They get a little bit better performance in the second half, but by that time, it's just too late. And then, guys, they have Victor Wimbanyama on Friday, and everybody's yeah. going to be watching that game. It's going to be interesting. Mike, I don't take anything away from a summer game. I, yeah. I, I don't care if you win or you lose. I don't care if you win, lose by 30, but go out there with a plan, execute the plan, and play within the system. And, and if you're the coaching staff, you've got to come up with a plan versus us going out to Fraser yeah. Park and playing five-on-five. Five. Like, that's what it looks I, like. I, I think if Miller had a, a, a better night, if he was, let's say, like – Five of eight and had 15 points, couple threes, 12 assists, couple. Like I think that you'd feel better about that. Be, fact, because they'd be doing something intentional, exactly. but they're not doing anything it, it, intentional. They're not playing through him. They're not playing through yeah, anybody. You're right. They're not doing anything with a plan. Got, got, to, got to do better than that. Got to show up more. Yeah. Hey, Mike. We mentioned their schedule. This is a look at the rest of the schedule out in Vegas again. They take on Victor Wembanyama on Friday. They got the Lakers on Sunday and you see the list there. Let's get to Charlotte FC though because they were also in action. Christian Latanzio and the boys trying to get their first win in the column for the first time since May had tied their last three matches taken on NYC tonight. A hot start, 17th minute, Carol Swiderski. He misplays this poorly, but guess what? McKenzie Gaines is going to be right there to put it back to take a one-nothing lead. And let's take a look at this again because, like we said, Swiderski kind of misses it here, but McKenzie going to be in the right spot at the right time, and he's able to recover that to put the crown up by one. But the 81st minute in the second half, defense absolutely collapses. No awareness of the attacker at the top of the screen. And yeah, that's what happens, and that's how the game would end. 1-1, and despite it being maybe one of the more complete games that the Crown has had in some time, it's still their fourth straight draw. Listen, I think the draw is uh, uh, it's a fair result uh, because they were pushing and they created, even though I think that even if there is no deflection, I think, yeah, it's true that they had chances. I am not blind. I saw the game as well. And we should have been a little bit more uh, compact in certain situations, not to allow the ball to be played through us. We knew that, we prepared that. I think that you start to become tired, not because you are always to defend, but because we didn't use the ball as well as we should when we had the chance to do it. Crown going to be back in action this Saturday at home. They'll face Cincinnati at 7.30 p.m. And Charlotte FC did hold the MLS attendance record until... Well, late last night, the 20th El Trafico edition between LA Galaxy and LAFC drew in 82,110 fans inside the historic Rose Bowl. The crown, remember, held the, the record previously with 74,479 fans. That was at their very first home match back in 2022. That was against LA Galaxy as well. Yeah. They play in front of a lot of people. They do. Hard to believe this, but Panthers training camp just three weeks away. Young and the rest of the rookies are going to report to Spartanburg July 22nd. The veterans come in three days later. The real work begins on the 26th. And CSL will be there for the hard work, the easy work, and that meeting work. <laughs> the be hot sure to work. follow. Only. It's going to be hot, sweaty, humid, and muggy. <laughs> we'll see you at Fox Charlotte right here for Charlotte Sports Live. But uh, while we wait for real football, flag football actually taking over in Charlotte this weekend. That's right. But will it take over the world next? Mike Lissette has more on a sport that has some pretty big dreams. On the return, Minter in for the touchdown. 
Growing up, Madison Fulford lived for Sundays in Panthers football. Me and my dad would just bond and watch it every Sunday. It's like our, our thing. Carolina third and four. Captivated by the athleticism of her favorite player, Steve Smith Sr., the Concord native began to dream of playing herself. However, at that time, it simply wasn't possible. I wasn't allowed, one, because it was all boys playing, and two, because my mom didn't want me to get hurt. But mom couldn't stop the former three-sports star athlete at J.M. Robinson High School years later when she started playing flag football with her fellow cadets at the U.S. Air Force Base. That's when opportunity came knocking unexpectedly. This guy who coaches women's flag saw me playing, and so he was like, hey, like, you're pretty good, like, come check out the women. And I was like, okay, yeah. Funny how life works, right? Fulford is now following her passion, and in a crazy twist of fate, the 28-year-old is doing it near where she grew up, along with the USA Women's National Flag Football Team. They, as well as the men's squad, are taking part in an international competition at the U.S. Performance Center here in Charlotte. You're looking upwards of 2,000 athletes here from the U.S. as well as seven other countries. As it turns out, Fulford is joining the sport at exactly the right time. What we're seeing is just incredible interest, particularly on the girls and women's side. And we're evolving now from what really is a recreational sport, the youth level, intramural to college level, and adult amateur beyond that. USA Football CEO Scott Hallenbeck believes the sport is growing so fast, it has a legitimate shot at becoming an Olympic event in 2028, when the summer games return to Los Angeles. Fulford has her fingers crossed. That dream is there, and, and we're going to continue that push. Fulford hopes to still be playing by then. But even if she's not, she can at least say she played in front of the person who inspired her in the first place. Steve Smith was here today. It was super amazing to be able to meet him and him to see me score. I really don't have the words for it. A full circle moment for an athlete in a sport whose only direction now appears to be up. Madison and Team USA went 3-0 and today. They have a chance, if things go well, to go for the gold Friday at 6. The men's game will take place at 7.30 after that. By the way, just how long? What's the end goal with this, by the way? I'm just curious. He's, he's I don't a little know. obsessed. He's asked you about I, yeah, three yeah, times no, today. Are you going so. like like Phil Jackson like beard, like oh. like circa 96? It's not or, dark enough, so you uh, no, know what I mean? I think the longer it gets, the darker it'll get. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's so people can face. differentiate us so that they know I don't have the facial hair, and you do. That's it. The Chicago Street Race is officially in the books, so people are still talking about the event. I was there. I'm going to give you a full review from Pit Row next. And the Panthers have their new coach. They've got the first overall pick, and they've made some moves to add some notable names, but are they better than they were exactly one year ago? We're going to discuss that in Quick Six. When the Braves finally lost, but no, not much time to think about that. They're back they're looking good again. Yeah, back in action against the Cleveland Guardians tonight. We've got highlights of that and more when Charlotte Sports Live returns. The NASCAR Cup Series heads to Atlanta Motor Speedway and a reminder that safety changes to the next-gen car take effect this weekend. NASCAR making update to the center section, the front clip, and the front bumper. All changes to help aid in a softer, larger crush zone and frontal impacts. Changes come due to the crash that happened between Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest at Talladega earlier this year. And although NASCAR continues to roll through their summer schedule, Chicago made such a big national impression that uh, we're rewinding the weekend. And you were actually there, got to really see this. It was fun watching on TV, but I think the experience of being there was probably a little bit different. Best part was I wasn't there covering it. Like I got right. to experience as it a as fan. a fan and see what the fans see, which I've never been able to do. And it was awesome. I, the worst part, obviously, was the weather. They canceled all the yeah. concerts. 
The Xfinity race got scrapped. They were going to have to finish that Monday, but this is like, no, we need our streets back. And then obviously the race got shortened to the Cup Series, but the energy and the excitement, the views, the event, the, it was such a spectacle and it was so much fun despite the rain. I right. can only imagine what it would have been like. like. Shout out to the city. They kept everybody safe. There were no issues like that. And it, yeah, it was a crash fast at times, thanks to, in part to Noah Gregson, who right. found every turn. <laughs> and found Where'd every you watch wall. the race? We, like pit row? Or, yeah, so we yeah. were from pit row. We were in Austin Dillon's box, and then we were in Corey LaJoy's box. Shout out to RCR Inspire. Um, so it was really cool being down there. I wish I got to see a little bit more. I, I wasn't cool enough to go up in like the paddock club and have a high view. Right. But like everyone that was there. So I ran into DJ Moore and his family. So we got to oh, hang nice. out for a really long time. And they came down from the paddock club to, to hang out because we couldn't go up there. But they said it was really cool, really well done. Great food, great views. Made me jealous. But like, I want to see this in more cities. Yeah. I want to see this in more places. They, got, they need to do it again, especially they just need better weather. Yeah. I think like it would have been a, a huge thing. It would have we been a huge felt thing. so, I felt so bad for everyone that worked so yeah. hard to put it on. Then all of a sudden it rained as hard as I've ever seen it rain for five hours straight. Crazy. Okay, this is my next read. Uh, from discussion <laughs> to debate, let's get into this. We got Quick Six now. We got Mike Reed joining us and Mr. Hollywood himself, Brian Blakely. You ready to do this, B? I no, wrote you're that, Mr. Brian, Chicago. just for you. All right, yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, it, as it sits right now, are the Panthers a better team now than they were last year? Now. Well, they're, they're better than they were at the start of last season, that's for sure. And I think they're better than they were at the end of last season. So uh, it, it, I think think we all think that they're better at quarterback, but uh, we'll have to see. Mike, did the Hornets, did they get it right with the LaMelo Ball contract? I think they did what they had to do. They couldn't afford to lose Ball as he overpaid, yes. But I don't think you want to run the risk of having him go to another team. Okay, so if Freddie Freeman's career ended yeah. today, I know you got a soft spot for Freddie. Is he a Hall of Famer? If it ended today, I'm kind of on the fence with this. I'm going to say no if it ended today. Over 2,000 hits, four all-star teams. He has an impressive resume. I think he just needs to play a little bit longer and do a few more things, and then he'll get in. I would agree with you. Like yeah. He's very good. It's very good. He's trending in that direction. Yes. Brian, <laughs> what's your favorite 4th of July food of choice? I know you're real particular about your diet on days like this. <laughs> yeah. Is margarita one of them? Is that a food? That's, That's a liquid. It's a little, yeah. It's a food to me on July 4th, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the chips and guacamole and we're good, especially a good cheese, juicy cheeseburger. Liquid diet. Uh, do you like hot dogs? Sometimes. So I'll, I'll take them yesterday for sure. Right. Mike, could you score four points in an NBA game or would you be better off gaining five yards in an NFL game? Ten carries, though. No way. I'd, be, I'd have negative... 555 yards if I played in an NFL game. I, now, I, I can chuck it from, from way beyond NBA 3, so I'm, I'm going with my money on that one. Would you run the other way? That's what it sounds that, like. That also is – or no. But, I mean, but just the sheer force of me, I'd stand up and they'd push me back, and that's how I'd lose the yards. Oh, okay. Or you, you get forward progress, because if you ran backwards, spoiler alert, they're catching you pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> what reality TV show do you want to be part of most? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't really watch reality TV, so maybe like an HGTV, like, home improvement show. I was thinking more of, like, game game show. Like Real Housewives Legend. of Fort Mill. No. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a housewife. No. Absolutely. I watch that. No. What casserole did Carla bring? The real world. The old real world. Yeah. Amazing race. That's the answer. All right. Well, behind every college football player and coach is a strong woman, and that was recently put to test on the football field. We've got more on that story when CSL returns. 
Well, pesky Guardians, they were unfortunately able to snap the Braves' nine-game winning streak last night in extra innings, but the Braves looking to bounce back to close out the series in Cleveland tonight. And they were already up 2-0. We pick up these highlights. And Eddie Rosario, let's add two more, huh? With two on and two out to the gap. Cal Quantrill gives that one up. Two-run score. Atlanta leads 4-0. Top of the third, same score. Sean Murphy, all of that one to left field over that yellow line. That means it's a home run, 15th <laughs> of the year. And Matt Olson, we talked about Freddie Freeman last uh, segment, quick six. I mean, Matt Olson's been better than Freddie Freeman since he came He has. Unbelievable. That's 428 feet. That makes it 7 nothing. Braves will do what they do best, and that is win, Carla. That's right, and we are not the only ones ready for college football to return. That was pretty evident a couple of weeks ago when Wake Forest hosted their annual ladies football clinic. You had moms, wives, and fans around the community got to see what it takes to be a Demon Deacon. And Clara Goodwin brings us more on that story tonight. They say behind every great man is a great woman. It's just, you know, woman power, everybody being together. It's, a, it's just a lot of good energy. Behind every player and every coach at Wake Forest is a strong woman cheering them on. And we've been married for 26 years, so she probably knows my world a little too well. But for one night, the rules reverse. I still, to this day, don't know the difference between a tight end, a wide receiver, and a I think there's one other that catches the ball. I don't know. I don't know. The Wake Forest Ladies Football Clinic gives wives, moms, and football fans around the community a chance to dress down and call the signals. It's really exciting because I think it gives women the opportunity to learn more about the profession of football and the everyday life of a football coach and a player. Um, and it's really the enthusiasm of the, of the women here that really make it fun. After looking the parts, it's time to play the parts, starting with a team meeting where they break down the basics and get their head in the game. You know, we teach them what all the positions do and why they're called that position. We show them a little film. From there, the competition is on. They break up into smaller teams where everyone is assigned a position and it's time to learn the playbook. So we learn all the different drills that they run. Um, how to throw a pass, how to run a route. After making a plan of action, it's time to go to the field for some brief warm-ups and drills. We run a lot of the same drills tonight that we do with our own football team. Then you put it all together for game time. We learn kind of the strategy behind the defense and the offense and how to kind of perfect things and, you know, make sure that you score and win. Plenty of athletes showed their best stuff. Maybe enough to even be on the starting roster next year. No, no. Too many back problems for that. The pain will fade, but the memories last forever. The enthusiasm, the smiles, uh, and these are people who, who love the Deeks and they love learning about football, and it's, uh, it's one of the funnest nights of the year. And while these ladies may leave football to the boys, now they have a little more to cheer for with the playbook up their sleeves. Looks pretty fun. All right, well, it may be Shohei Otani's birthday, but that's not stopping the bad news from ruining the party. He exited last night's game with a hand injury, and now he may not be pitching next week in the All-Star game. Not a crown-worthy moment, but find out what is next. It is that time where we give out our nightly MVP, the QC crown. Carla, you are up first. 
All right. Uh, going to the Honey Hunters tonight. We haven't really talked about them in a oh, while. Sure, Gastonia, but they broke a record tonight, becoming just the second team in the Atlantic League in history to win 40 or more games in three straight half seasons. The only other team to do it was Somerset Patriots during the 2023-2014 season. So, pretty cool. That was a long time ago, 13-14. It doesn't sound like it, though. I'm going to the tennis world. Novak Djokovic, dude's the best tennis player in the world, on the planet, whatever you want to call it. And uh, today he won again, and that's 350 Grand Slam wins. He beat Jordan Thompson in straight sets, 6-3, 7-6, Wasn't a breeze. It was a good match. Fun to watch. Novak, you're an absolute stud. And if he wins again this year, He's getting close to like Roger Federer yeah, he's type getting, of yeah. accolades. All right, we're going to do this again tomorrow night at <laughs> 11, so make sure you tune in. See you there.